Welcome back to the Birthing in Finland podcast. This episode is brought to you by Maria's Getting Ready for Breastfeeding webinar on September the 20th, 2022. If you want to register, visit her Instagram page eyogadula and sign up. This episode is going to be another very special one that was recorded with Maria a little over one year ago to capture this special moment with her and her newborn baby. So today I have with me Maria Fernandez again, along with her then four-week-old baby. We got to talking about baby brain in the immediate postpartum, the use of mantras and affirmations, what you can do to help support your baby brain, why the hormone oxytocin continues to be so important also after birth, and why talking about getting back to yourself can be quite a misleading idea for a postpartum person. At the end of the episode, Maria mentioned that she would like to have a closing ceremony. And then over a few months later, we had it. Maria got the closing ceremony that she wanted, hosted by the Nest Doulas. We had a beautiful, loving, caring ceremony that nurtured and gave her a boost of confidence that every mother needs. But now let's get started with this episode about baby brain. Welcome to the Birthing in Finland podcast, brought to you by the Nest Doulas. I'm Danielle Bensky, a mother and postpartum doula specializing in maternal well-being and psychology. Each episode, you'll hear eye-opening interviews with some amazing people who support families in Finland just like yours. We'll help you navigate what it means to birth in Finland, growing your confidence on your parenting journey. Thank you for spending time with me today. Now let's jump into our daily dose of birthing in Finland. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Today I'm delighted to welcome Maria Fernandez back to the show. Maria and I spoke just one month ago when Maria was 39 weeks pregnant and preparing for the birth of her daughter. She's now back here with me today to talk about baby brain and the first weeks of motherhood. She also has her little baby on her right now in the carrier, which is just the best thing in the world. It's so good to have <laughs> you back, Maria, and congratulations. Yay, thank you. It's so good to be back, to be talking about these topics. Yes. And and uh, yeah, I mean, you were saying, we just talked one month ago, blah, blah, blah. She was pregnant and I'm like, we just one month? No, <laughs> one year or one life or... <laughs> It's like every Because, every 24 yeah. hours feels like a week. So I totally understand yes. what you're saying. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. But we are here. We are good. And yeah, yeah let's see. Let's see. You hear now uh, in this episode, if you hear any noises, it will be baby noises. Yes, <laughs> yes. she has the front row to the microphone. So. <laughs> yes. Well, tell us a little bit, how was it for you to get ready for, for today? Because we set a time, and at least I know for many new moms, being on time is not so easy with a four-week-old baby. Yeah. So how, I mean, how was that for, for you me, this morning? Being, for us, it's hard being on time when we have to leave the house. 
because that is what requires and we are still here in Finland and it still is cold yeah <laughs> we had the snow last weekend so uh even though we are almost in May uh it's <laughs> it's hard to go outside yeah. yeah it's hard to go outside with a newborn and and you don't know for example we don't really we didn't have a newborn here before mm-hmm. we moved and our son was one year and a half old so we don't really know so it's it's harder for me when I have to be at some place or we for example, we are not going to so many places just the doctor's checkups and stuff like that then we'll have checkups um but that is the or picking up our son from a school well, that's still so that yeah. is the hardest yeah exactly that's still something but, and it's still but, a challenge yeah but if if we have to do stuff at home it's basically I will be now I'm carrying her yeah. but otherwise I will be breastfeeding her and doing this you know seated on the bed or the coach or anywhere in the house so uh, being at home is easier but um when you have to go outside it's like a little bit more it's uh, for me it's a little bit stressful yes but of course it's the first month of the baby and and that is completely normal yeah um I remember that feeling too stuff so we have been talking during these weeks and you were asking me like how did I feel and I feel of course anxiety for going outside the house and that is completely normal and that doesn't change even if it's the second baby I think or the third because the thing is that you don't know the baby you don't know what she likes or not and uh, or or I don't know if you're gonna get her outside in the wind and she's gonna freak out or not and that kind of situation it just you just have to live through them. Yes. Uh, so we have been taking the opportunity of sunny days uh, to go outside and to leave all kind of, of you know, of situations. Uh, because for us, it was, I mean, for me, it's, it's the way of dealing with that. Yeah. It just, yeah, go outside, leave the situation, leave and experience the baby crying uh you know not wanting anything but being with you at home and I think it's important to say though that it doesn't last forever you know that period of time no no of course once you have yeah once you have lived through a couple of these ones you're like you know like okay you're you're crying now but I can't really do much more than and also being with you here and also your feelings of anxiety because yeah, it is really but in those first six weeks um, that new moms will feel that sort of anxiety about going outside and the yeah. baby is a lot less predictable exactly. and your milk supply is yes. still regulating itself. So it's it's perhaps even a sign and perhaps sort of a, yeah. you know, it, um, I don't know how to say yeah. like a, something yeah. to push you to stay in the house more. No, I mean, we, we are just trying to get out when the weather is nice because yeah, we know that sunshine we, is good. We can, yes, you know, because we know that we can be for a week without it. Yeah. So we just try to do short walks or picking up the big brother or yeah. whatever when the weather is nice and, and, and not doing so much else. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because, uh, and for example, um, on the third day after she was born, like she was three days old, yeah. and we had to go to a checkup in the oh, in the gosh. hospital, and it's a little bit uh, um, it's a little bit far away from home, so the fastest way of going in there was uh, by car, 
and I had to drive. And that was the last time I I drove. Like, okay, this is generating too much anxiety because we are, you know, it's it's 15 minutes. It's not super long. But uh, that separation was too much. It was three days, you know. So that separation was too much. And I decided, like, okay, I'm not driving anymore till a few weeks has passed yeah. you know yeah. it's challenging I'm driving today again yeah. so I would see <laughs> I can so relate to that so much yeah definitely so it's just a matter of do whatever makes you feel good yeah. maybe for other mom is driving and feeling hmm. in control hmm. of something for 10 minutes and, and you know it it depends um, but for me, it's going outside and feeling a little bit of the wind yeah. and the sunshine. And, that actually makes me, makes me think of one of the one of the universal postpartum needs is connecting with nature. Um, exactly. So yeah. I love that you have yeah. been able to to add that into your into your weeks of yeah. moments of being yeah, with nature been... and just connecting to the slow pace of of how nature yes. moves. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And and we have had some nice weather days when you see or started to see the spring blooming here in Finland and it's very beautiful. It's a nice season, it's a season of hope. <laughs> and I think that is very important in this postpartum mode yes. that you you need to have hope that things are gonna get better yeah. and things are gonna change. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's it's very beautiful to get that from nature, yes. you know, going outside and seeing how also the nature is changing and your baby is changing and you are changing and it's a continuous process. Mm-hmm. Uh, that gives me that gives me a lot of hope and and strength to keep you know just dealing with the everyday issues. Yeah. You know, yeah, I love that because the same way nature has seasons, so do we, and so does our baby. Exactly. They're on a forever yeah. progressing journey. <laughs> yeah. And also for me, it's a, a way of also not being so focused on the fact that we are coming from having a three-year-old who has routines and schedules and everything. Yeah. And it's very difficult to deal with, okay, no schedules, no routines, not anything. You were asking, like, how did you manage and the truth is that I don't really manage to get into schedules or whatever yet. And you miss that a lot. But when, when you go outside, you see that, okay, not everything is by the clock. Yeah. You know, nature works differently. One of the ways to help facilitate baby brain, which is what we're talking about today, and which is sort of the space that you are in in the first six weeks after giving birth, is to put away the clock, put away the clock, yeah. put away systems, anything that is a system, anything that is measuring numerals and anything yeah. like that will not serve you necessarily. Um, I don't, I don't think so because it gives you like more, I don't know how to express it, but for example, with, with feeding and breastfeeding, if you start checking the clock, you can get crazy mm-hmm. because the baby is feeding too much or oh my god the baby hasn't been feeding exactly. in the last four hours that's what <gasps> i was referring it, to it, um, it, 
it can be wrong in in both sides, you know, and 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 babies go up and down and and they change. At this age, I guess they change every day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. So for me, it's been it's been good to go outside yeah. and yeah, get this that is what viable. I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When we when we recorded the episode um, on birth brain mode, we talked about doing less and being more present in the preparation for birth. And now that you have given birth and are in the baby brain, tell us what do you feel are some similarities or differences between these two places? Yeah, for me, of course, the similarity or still even you were doing less before birth you're still in control of what you do and you're still like deciding i'm doing this i'm doing that i'm taking the big brother here or there mm-hmm. and we have and you're planning a lot still even you do less <laughs> but still you do and you have the power to decide and for me that's the big difference that with the little baby you sometimes don't have the power to decide for example at night (laughs) do whatever you want but uh, the night is gonna go as the baby decides that the baby that the night is gonna go Mm -hmm. uh so you can't really be on that mode of i mean you have to really 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 be on that mode of okay i can't really do you know, yeah. because I'm, it's not on my power, mm. or uh, you have also been sharing. Yeah, you have also been sharing on your Instagram about how to hold and sustain a baby crying, and and that is also a way of not doing so much because you try this, you try this, you try this, you try that, and at the end it's like sometimes the baby have to cry. Mm. Is there a way to express yeah. some discomfort or 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 I'm tired or uh i don't know what this this life mm. is not suiting mm. me so far i don't know they have feelings too exactly and we forget so easily that they have feelings not only physical needs yeah. you know like like feeding and sleeping and pooping and peeing they have also feelings this was and such, they have to spread this was such a aha moment yeah. for me and it's why i keep sharing it yeah. because I really yeah. grew up yeah, with the idea. Valuable. Yeah, I really grew up with the idea that when the baby is crying, you want to stop the crying. Yeah, and that's yeah. what we should be doing. And, and, and of course, most of the times you stop the crying because there is an, an issue that you fix. But at some points you don't. Mm-hmm. And on that thing, for example, is like the don't doing thing. You, and and by not doing, you are doing a lot mm-hmm. for the baby. You are just holding the baby. Yeah. And I like to say, I'm here with you. I can't fix this now, yeah. but I'm here with yeah. you. You're not alone, mm. you know. It's very fun because when we go to Neuvola or to the doctor's appointments or whatever, the doctors are very surprised because I am always talking to her. Like, uh, and I'm explaining to her, mm-hmm. we are at the doctor. The doctor is going to touch you. It's not me, but it's safe, blah, blah, blah. And they are very surprised. And most of them are like, oh, you're having conversations with her. And I'm like, yeah, I have to explain her. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes, of course, she still cries and whatever. But uh, it's a way of saying, look, I don't like this neither because I don't like to put you in another's hands. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm here for yeah. you. And that's the most I can 
And you keep comforting her also with the sound of your voice, which at this point in her life is a very, very important sense. Like when the babies are born, all of their senses are really heightened, their sense of smell and their hearing, except their sight. They're still not seeing very well. (laughs) That is not. But sense of smell and and hearing. Yeah. So that would be like very similar to the pre-birth. Right. But something for me is very different mm-hmm. on these moments. And it's the high amount of stress moments that you can have for the tiniest things, things that don't, you know, and, and it's normal first because of the hormones, obviously. It's, it's a, you know, super fast change in your body, faster than, than pregnancy. You know, in, in four, five, six weeks, we are like, change completely and especially in the first days because the first week is crazy for hormones um, yes yeah yeah so I remember that on the first week I started crying so badly because the the, the baby's clothes were way too big <laughs> and my husband was looking at me and you can imagine how I was I was you know wearing my pajamas not not of course like clean or you know, I hadn't had a shower that day and we were preparing her for going, I think it was going to the, to the, to this hospital checkup. And I was like crying so heavily, like nothing fits her. And my husband was looking at me like, but have you seen yourself or myself or the big brother was coming with us? I mean, we are like, you know, wearing whatever, not looking good or we don't have to look good for anyone. And the baby neither. Uh, but I don't know, I was feeling so, and, and these kind of things, you know, how stressed could I get for something that is so stupid that I don't care at all, which is clothes, um, you know, and, and that is very different from the before birth, uh, brain because I had before birth, I was like, oh yes, I'm relaxed and, and I'm getting into a very deep, relaxing uh, meditation times or breathing or dancing or listening to music or whatever and of course those moments don't stick don't exist anymore mm-hmm. uh, especially at this moment maybe in a month I would go back to you know practice some a little bit of yoga and and breathing and meditation but that is not coming now mm-hmm. you know and also these hormones and being constantly by the baby makes you weird being on aware you know, uh, alert mode. Yeah. So, for example, at night we are sleeping well, but she uh, groans or she makes these baby noises, yes. which are okay. But the moment she makes a noise, I'm like opening the eyes. And I remember that even the first nights, I, I, did, I did not only open my eyes, but I wake and I stand up from the bed like, oh, what is going on? What is going on? And... She was sleeping peacefully there, you know, lying down, and I was on alert mode. And this is normal; it's because of the hormones, it's because of our brain, our brain, and all the dangers that that we had when we were exactly. closer to monkey. Exactly. <laughs> so it's it's normal, but it's is that what I mean when you don't get so relaxed? I remember with my first son, I had one of these uh, smartwatches. Mm-hmm that measures your sleeping and before he was born I was sleeping like 
12 hours per day, very <laughs> deep sleep, you know, that they tell you if you are sleeping deeply or if you are in this other phase of, of sleeping, blah, 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 and how much time are you in which in each of these states and whatever. And I remember that he was born and I was sleeping five hours and I was getting 30 minutes of deep sleep. And, you know, and I was like, no, but I slept well, but I choked, checked those those data and I was like oh my god what is going on uh but it's normal it's it's the hormones no so that is very different getting into a relaxing mode is not so easy I'm not saying that I'm constantly you know feeling anxiety or or being bad or being too stressed but you get those moments and they are more often than in the pregnancy yeah and so for me after one of those moments you release you cry do whatever you need to do and then it comes the moment when I'm like this will pass too we are fine she is fine I'm fine this is kind of normal we will manage to survive this too so you have to allow to have yourself these crazy moments and then just be a little bit more like rational and go back to this is normal or um it's it's fun that another thing that it's uh, that I'm using are these affirmations mm-hmm. too and it was something that during pregnancy I wasn't so sure that I will use at the end of the pregnancy I use it a lot and now having some affirmations or some mantras something that you can repeat yourself on those moments like you know, I allow myself to cry. This will pass. We are okay. I think let's move. I think I mentioned this one in the previous time, but I really love the one. It is um, what it is. It is what it is. That really helps me stay in the moment and just accept things as they are right now, Mm -hmm. instead of Mm -hmm. wishing them away and wishing it to be different. Or, or, feeling guilty for stuff like you know she has to have some stuff check uh from her hips and i know that with with gail i felt so guilty for so many things but with her it's been very different i'm like you know each baby comes with different um challenges different things and it's not on my power to to do anything with with this or with that or she could get a call tomorrow and we will be dealing with that and it's not going to be my fault you know it's not going to be on me so but that is a big huge learning from motherhood the guilt we have to do a podcast on the the yes 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 (laughs) that is a very very popular emotion and a very popular topic um, that gets to us somehow very deeply yeah yeah we will that's a great idea the the rest of the differences come from having a big brother around yeah Yeah, you know because you can't also be I, I remember that I didn't question myself with my first son like oh I've been lying down for 20 hours oh this is so good you know, like, oh, I'm feeling the baby, we are fine. And with this one, it's like, 
oh, I haven't seen the big brother in 20 hours because I've been feeding her for 20 hours and we have been in the bed for 20 hours because she needs to be in, in a different space or whatever. So you feel that, you know, that feelings of, of a little bit of sadness or sorrow and you don't get so easily on the mode of, okay, my, my job now is feeding and lying on the bed. So I, I found that different uh, from the previous, yeah, from before birth because she was not around and I could have more eyes on the big brother and, and that, yeah. Yeah. And also, for example, I, I like to mention this because I didn't get so easily to be this falling in love with your baby. Mm-hmm feeling or idea that we have seen so much in the movies mm-hmm. and the TV mm-hmm. and it doesn't come so easily and in this case for example it it the first feeling I had was I love you so much my my first son and I don't love this baby that much you know so with the first babies you just you just have one focus and you're just focusing on on that um so for me that has been different but of course it's because the the big brother factor is around yeah which is a big factor yeah did you mean that because you've known him for so many well for three years now yes. that you feel like your love yeah. for him is is stronger or like you know him better than you yes. do for her yes exactly and and you miss that more you know it's for example and and the same with my husband because on the first baby, I was not thinking so much about my husband. I had to say this. I'm sorry. No, it's, I love it's you. <laughs> I love you, Gonzalo. But, uh, but it was the truth. We have so much in our hands mm-hmm. with this baby. Everything was so new that I was like, you know, I am 100% for this baby. And with this one, you feel more that those relationships that you are not so focused anymore. Everything has stopped for you. You are on the yeah baby brain mode, uh, but the life you see more that the life is not stopping around you, you know. So it's harder to get on those moments of pause and silence and not doing when you hear them laughing or watching the movies on the weekends or whatever, and you are not there. No, so so that is very very different. Yeah. Uh, are you finding yeah, yourself from, more in the bedroom and they are in the living room or in sort of what's the yes yes mostly yes yeah especially during the week because um in the morning I can be anywhere because the big brother is at the school so it's fine uh but in the afternoon it depends in if she is like I'm okay I can you know get to sleep no matter if you are doing noises or whatever uh I'm okay, but sometimes she's not in the mood of, you know, she wants to be on the breast and she wants to be in a silent environment. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, and then we, I have to. I have a yeah, feeling have that you're, move, you're yeah. what, what you're saying is that you're feeling left out. I'm feeling, I'm, and it's kind of I'm feeling left out, and I'm feeling that I'm lefting them out. Them out. It's mm-hmm. both both, both sides. Ways. You know? Interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of like that. It's it's a little bit like that. But 
of course we know that this is just one, two, three months maybe, you know, until the baby starts to be more aware of what is going on around her uh, and it starts to move a little bit and it starts to play with little things that make sounds and whatever. So this is so short that at the same time when I have those feelings, again, one of my best mantras is um, that this is hard, but this will pass. And that I really missed this of having, from having a baby, you know? One of the reasons for having a baby <laughs> is to be on this bubble and, and to have this time to stop everything in yeah. your life. This moment will not be again yeah. in my life, probably. So, you know, so it's a way of, okay, this is hard, but I, I've choose to be here because of a reason, mm. you know? One of the things that... Yeah many uh, people who I've talked with say that is helpful to getting into that baby brain bubble is creating things that boost your oxytocin. Oh yeah. And this is of course a very beautiful similarity to childbirth. Um, yes. And maybe kind of a, yeah. a lesson from childbirth, but what do you find that helps you to boost your oxytocin when you need to get deeper into your baby brain i mean for for me it's being with her like sometimes you know i had four friends and we had babies in in the same month Mm -hmm. so i'm constantly talking with other people with babies and sometimes i'm like so jealous of those friends that can let the baby in the crib and and do stuff and whatever but on the other side i feel so good by having her like mm. now we're talking, I'm having her on top of me and this gives me peace of, you know, maybe I could have put her with my husband or whatever, but if she's going to be okay with me, why why being so, I don't know, separated? But this is very personal, yeah. but for me, the skin-to-skin contact yeah. is really something that yeah. oxytocin way, it's, it's what works yes. for me, um, and it's also a very important I, factor to initiating breastfeeding. If we exactly, if we just give yeah, a little yeah. tip here. <laughs> yeah, and and still, if you're not gonna breastfeed, you will have a more calm baby yeah. if if you are together all the time, you know. So it's kind of 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 that. And then I have to say that chocolate. Mm. <laughs> yes, I know you are it's a chocolate, chocolate. lover. You were gathering recipes in pregnancy. How has that been? Yes, remember? Yeah. Yes, we have cooked some of these energy Mm -hmm. uh, balls or energy bars and whatever. And I I tried to bake uh, one. We like banana chocolate, like banana bread, but similar to that, but it's a little, yeah, with chocolate chips. And uh, we like also chocolate ice cream. It's not that I'm having that every day. Uh, because you have to be very careful with nutrition yes. at this point. Yes, and cold. And eating cold is not the most recommended. So. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So uh, you have to be careful. But but for me, for example, when we have this moment before the night mm-hmm. when she is, we call it the witch's hour for in breastfeeding, you know, and it's very common. And she's fighting with the breast. I want the breast. I don't want it. I am tired. I want to sleep, but I don't want to sleep. Uh, on that moment, I just grab a piece of chocolate, of very, very dark chocolate, and I'm like, 
okay, this is every <laughs> night, it's just for a while, and then we sleep, you know. So I, I like that, and it, and it helps me, you know. And I really love food, so we took care of getting a lot of things prepared <laughs> before birth and frozen, so we were able to to really, in, during these weeks, you know, having nice, nice foods prepared and whatever. And, That's uh, so important. Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. And my husband is coming back to work this week, mm. so that is another adaptation. Wow, uh, so we will see how it goes. But normally, we organize ourselves by batch cooking during the weekend, yeah. and then we had everything for that. But for me, food is really important. Food makes me happy. Maybe it's because I'm a Spanish, and we are always like having food with friends and with family. I can and, so and relate to that. that as an Israeli. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so it's it's very important to me to be, you know, eating well and eating things that I like. And so there are a few things I want to say about that. The first one is that postpartum yes. nutrition is not something to overlook. I mean it's not a nice to have. It's a fundamental part of your recovery. And it's yeah, about yeah. eating warm foods that are easy to digest, that are soft and cooked. So anything like yeah. a stew or a soup, anything rich in minerals and collagen and vitamins is going to really affect mm. the way you feel and recover. Yeah. I mean, I have an example from this week. We were like, uh, Alma has gone through the first growth sport this week. Um, so one day we were just, it was the afternoon and the guys were playing outside the room and we were in the bedroom and suddenly I, I stand up and I feel so dizzy and I was like, whoa, 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 what's going on? And I checked the clock and we have been for four hours and I haven't drink or eat anything in four hours because, you know, we were sleeping and, and waking up and, and dealing with these crisis moments when they have this growing uh, moments uh, and I was like oh my god so I, I told my husband please please bring me some fruits yeah. bring me some uh, water or, and, and a tea uh, because I really need it because I'm I was feeling like falling to the to the floor oh. you know so it's it's real you have to you have to um, eat often like the baby and drink often yeah that's a very good drink. tip when the like, baby is drinking and eating yeah. you should drink and snack and, you know, yeah. have a full yeah. meal in between as well. But that's a really great tip and a really great reminder to do that. Mm, yeah, yeah. Because you really feel it, yeah. And the foods, it's basically, I think that you have to follow a little bit what your body asks you, you know, to, to have. Because for me, it's it's been like that during pregnancy, but also now. It's like, yeah, I, I like to have chocolate, but it's not that I'm, you know, I don't want to go eating outside all the time or having heavy foods yeah. or whatever. I want to have warm, foody, you know, mm, like almost like soul food, like the Americans will say, like soul, soul food. food. You know, it is, it is. Yeah, it's like yeah. having that little bowl for yourself with the spoon that you yes. can It's exactly yeah, that. Yeah. I've read some really, really interesting uh, research by what's her name Kristen Evnes Moberg or something like that she I can link it but she has found research suggesting that there are oxytocin receptors in our gut yeah that means yeah, that eating exactly, yeah. makes you it's, happy it's, 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 
<laughs> yeah, it brings pressure. And yes, yes. So exactly. That's why it, for me, for example, it's been very important, yeah. you know, knowing that we are eating well, knowing that uh, I'm making a bread for the breakfast, you know, so yeah. like, you know, taking care of, of that. Yeah. For me, it's been like really great. And apart from that, I, I would say that trying to have a shower every day. Uh, yeah. Sometimes I manage, sometimes I not. Yeah. <laughs> um, but trying to have like a moment of, you know, Alone. getting some water and, and warm and, and, you know, and, and being able to, yeah. Yeah. yeah, to have two minutes and, and that's it. I'm not saying, you know, my hair is crazy and my face and everything i'm not taking a lot of care on, on that side but the shower part is it's important yeah yeah to have those moments of mm, okay anything that you can do to keep yourself warm and to bring warmth into your into your postpartum weeks is really 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 important yeah yes it's important and it's something that I think we oversee also a lot because the hormones makes you being very warm and on top of that you have the baby most of the time with you. So so sometimes you can be feeling like, ah oh, no, I'm I'm warm enough or you don't pay attention to stuff like your feet, mm-hmm. you know, and and those kind of things. Yeah. So that that is surprisingly for me also something that I, I try I tend to be like, oh also because my first postpartum was in Barcelona in a very, very hot um hot month and the weather was super nice and warm. So now I'm like even f- with with her, even with the baby, I'm like, shall I put more clothes on her? Is she warm enough? And I'm constantly checking that because I'm not used to that. And that's like a weak yeah. point on my side, you know, tend to be more like, no, I'm chill. I'm okay. And it's true that it, it feels a little bit better for me. For example, I notice if at night I'm not warm enough, you feel more in the bones, Exactly. like in, in the pelvic bones, you feel mm, something is not going on so well or so smoothly, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I wanted to also add about the nourishing, uh, about the food that especially if if you are breastfeeding, then your body Mm. is going to use the nutrients from within your body to provide to the baby. And it's always going to prioritize the baby. So even if you are depleted from good nutrition, your body will take whatever it can, leaving you even more depleted to give baby yes so nourishing yourself so you can nourish your baby is so fundamental yeah and especially with with breastfeeding the first i mean the first week and the or first two weeks it's survival mode it's like okay something has changed so crazily and you have your your milk coming and and that is like you know you have this this you know very swallowed uh, and and it's crazy and it's just survival mode. But then after that, I noticed after the first couple of weeks, I was like, I'm constantly hungry. Yeah. And I'm constantly uh, thirsty. What, I mean, and, and I'm still like that, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm drinking all the time and 
feeding all the time, even if it's the small things like a, like a piece of fruit or whatever. And it's because of mm. breastfeeding is because your breast is constantly making the milk for the baby. Yeah. And it's something very interesting that um, there's a lot of fake assumptions about foods for breastfeeding mm. or foods that what are to avoid. forbidden. Mm. And, yeah, and nothing is forbidden uh, except alcohol. Alcohol is not good for any stage of our life, uh, especially now and in pregnancy. Uh, but there's no foods like, you know, to have or not to have yeah. for breastfeeding. And actually, there are studies that the more foods you are, the more variety you have, uh, the more flavors and changes on of the milk you are introducing to the baby. It's not that you... Because this is tricky to explain because it's not that you have garlic and then the milk is going to taste like garlic, (laughs) but the milk is going to have little pieces, like minimum parts of what you're eating. And the baby is going to be, you know, exposed to variety. And that will help you then when they grow up and you have to put foods in front of them and make them like them. So, uh, Yeah, so so that's that's important, I guess, to know. And also that I always like to say this, but no foods are really science demonstrated to help with milk supply. Mm, that's a good uh, topic. But I always, yeah, but I always say say the moms that eat whatever makes you feel good. Right. So if you make these nice cookies. Uh, you know, old cookies or whatever, and you like them, and they make you feel like mm, this this homey thing that we were just right. mentioning. Just just eat them or the herbs, the teas. Nothing is demonstrated to help, yeah. uh, but you will feel hydrated and you will feel mm. cozy. So why why not mm. having? That's a whole another idea for an episode about uh, about breastfeeding. Definitely, yeah, it's on the list. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to to add about what it's been like and how? I mean, I mean, it's it's just. uh, I think that the message is that these are crazy times, but this will pass, and uh, you have to. You have to really tune into this baby brain mode to survive to all of this. Yeah. Because if you want to be, there is this saying of when I am going to be back to myself right. or when I am going to be myself. I mean, the word back is just and in itself a bit misleading. Yes. Yeah. So that is a very, um, I will say, dangerous thinking. Because maybe that is not going to happen. And it's not necessarily bad. And it's dangerous thinking because it comes especially on your physical recovery. Um, And there's this assumption that after the eight, the six or eight first weeks, you have to be like recovered. (laughs) uh, And you have to be back to your size and back to your... uh, yeah, before pregnancy, clothes and and you know this aesthetical way of of yeah of thinking about ourselves and it's also about psych and you put yourself in that thinking psychologically like oh, when I'm I'm going to be back to enjoying a movie 
And I have to say something, since my first son was born, I don't enjoy watching movies as much as I did before. Hmm. I don't know why, but it's something that I'm like, I'm wasting too much time watching this movie. (laughs) Can I be doing something more interesting? Something I miss most? Mm -hmm. You know, like... All of a sudden, your time gets a different meaning. And that's one of the reasons that so many women begin to question their professions after they become mothers. Exactly. Exactly. Because you put yourself on, on that. And that is not necessarily bad. I think that our society tends us to be thinking on when am I going to be back to myself? Mm-hmm. And I think that this is a very nice time and opportunity to think, who are you really? What is yourself? What if you are changing into a new thing, yeah. into a new human being also? It's the, you know, it's the so, metaphor of the butterfly. Yes. The butterfly yes. goes from a caterpillar to a butterfly. Yeah. <laughs> and it was essentially, exactly. it's essentially the same creature, yet in the cocoon, yes. it sort of turned into mush and reformed mm-hmm. itself. And it's now has a new identity. And how I also yeah. like to look at it is it's a new I version mean, of you. It's a new version. It's, it's a new version. If this new version comes, just embrace it. If you are back to what you were, that's also perfect, you know. But, uh, but don't push yourself to be back you have to really be on on the baby brain mode on these weeks yeah in order to survive to all the things that are coming and to all the things that you can't control yeah yeah Mm. i mean if birth is about releasing and flowing and letting go it's nothing compared to this part of of yeah to this fourth trimester of how many things you have to let go and how many things you have to say. I was That's so amazing. I love that you brought it up now because I was thinking whether to take the conversation there or not. Like, I wanted to ask you, what lessons do you feel you've learned from the birth of Alma to becoming her mother? Yeah, I mean, for me, we we were talking about this when we were uh, recording the first first podcast, no, about how good I feel about myself letting myself to feel more, to do less, to be on this relaxing mode and etc. And for me, that's been a great lesson for birth yes. because at birth I was just, I unplugged my mind and I was just feeling oh. the physical, how the physical process was going. And I was not, I have to say, I, I won't get into detail about the birth story. Another podcast we can record. <laughs> <laughs> But I have to say that that I was alone, the, the whole thing, and the midwives arrived when Alma was out, her wow. head was out. Uh, and I was not even for a moment, well, just in one moment, mm. I questioned myself mm. in a rational way, like, oh my God, I'm being crazy. I'm doing this alone. No one is with me. Is there anything going to be wrong, wrong in medical ways or whatever? Mm. And that was just one moment when she was really coming out and I was feeling the head and I was like, oh, shit, this is really, 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 really going on. And it was just one moment. And at the same moment, my husband was saying, oh, they are just five minutes away. I wasn't, I didn't right. say anything, yeah. but he knew you. from my, from, yeah, from my, from how I was looking at him, he knew. And he said, they're just five minutes away. And I was like, 
And when he mentioned that, I was like, my brain changed into, I've done all this alone in the in the last four and a half hours. I don't need really anyone, mm. you know? And I told to my husband, oh, that's good to know, but I'm okay now. She's going, she's going out. <laughs> <laughs> so that was amazing. And that is a big, a, a huge learning that yes. I can, because I've been feeling very lonely. You know, when I was mentioning this, the, the, my husband and my yeah. son are out there playing and having fun. And I'm in that room just feeding a baby and dealing with crying and pooping and peeing and, you know, and not doing anything else. And you feel alone. And loneliness is a huge feeling in postpartum. But for me, I I got from birth that, I mean, I birthed this baby alone. I can have these alone feelings and deal with this. And I can do this a little bit alone now because... I'm not alone. I, they are out there, but they are supporting this mm-hmm. by being out there. Mm-hmm. They are supporting this this postpartum by, you know, by going outside and playing. And, 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 you know, this is the support that we need now. We need a little bit of this in order to yes. continue with this baby growing up and whatever. So that is also big that I can do this alone because I birthed her. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost alone. Wow. I was not alone, of course. I had all these systems yes. supporting me. Yes. But in the true moment, I have to be alone, and I have it's to. It's you, you know. and nobody else is doing it, but yeah. You. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at birth, Alma also had a had a part in That's this. That's also very <laughs> true. Yeah, <laughs> I love that topic. But, it's a fascinating birth from the perspective of the baby. Oh, it's yeah. so interesting. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So that that will be, yeah. Maybe just one more question. Do you have any plans of doing any traditional postpartum ceremonies or rituals? Tell us a little bit about it. I would like to do I would I would love to have this closing ceremony, like the 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 one that is close to Mexican tradition. Because I think it feels really good for the bones and the body and everything. And it has a it's very also like related with nature and as we were saying so I hope I can do it I'm waiting for the summer because I'm thinking if it can be something that I can be doing you know even in the nature Mm. or in a place you know connected to the nature uh or um, um, one of these uh these uh, cottages that yes. we have here in finland sauna yes. and they're in the lake and you know so uh, something like that i love that i would <laughs> really really love to do something like that nice. yeah so we are doing that and uh with the midwives we have uh, a meeting this month to talk about the birth and to re- re- be, you know check everything again and talk about yes, it just and, a closure it's gonna be fun because yeah because I, they were not here but <laughs> i have to tell them in detail everything now so it's gonna be very very fun um uh, you know to really yeah like, yeah yeah that's great but that i had a chance to do that because, yeah because i want to ask I, i've been asking a lot my husband like but how did you see me and and how was it from the outside? I'm super curious. Like, I have that feeling too. Right? <laughs> like, how was it from the outside? Because I was so into the things. Yes. 
that I'm like, oh, I have Did you no take pictures? How, oh, no, no. I, I remember that you recommended that. It was so fast. Uh, it was so fast that we were like, and to be honest, I felt so good of not being observed. Mm-hmm. Most of the time I was alone. I mean, not the, the guys were not with me or whatever. I was just alone and in the dark, really in the dark. So honestly, I was like, maybe I should have put the phone or whatever, but I will have get nothing from okay, that because it's dark, <laughs> you know, it, it was like the very, 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 very dark or whatever. Yeah. I don't regret. I don't regret that. But I'm. I'm just curious now. Like, I. How would I? Would that? <laughs> I, that's what um, I. That's what the reason that I, that I recommended the yeah. pictures. But it was. I got the yes, same I feeling. I got I the know. same feeling exactly. I know. I know. I know that you mentioned, but well, it was so fast. Gonzalo was dealing with Gael, so yeah, it was like no time for for him. Wow! Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yay! So I have a little one that is waking up. Yes, here. I think we are in good time to to sort of say our yes. goodbyes for today. Yes. And uh, yes. to wish you still a remainder, a beautiful remainder of your postpartum period. Uh, remember yes. to surround yourself with love and oxytocin and support. Yes. You know, the nest is here yes. for you. Oh, yes, yes. I'm feeling you so close and so it's so nice, like... This first month has been okay for us. Now my husband is going back to work and yeah. I would probably need yeah. more help yeah. after now. Oi, oi. Achoos. Yeah. Well, Maria, thank yes. you so, so much for today's podcast episode. And if people want to nice. check up on, on you and your work, they can find you on Instagram at the Yoga Doula, uh, where Maria yes. is sharing a bit of her journey. Uh, yes. yes. Thank no, you so much for being here. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Thank you. See you. And see Thanks you. for listening, guys. Bye bye. Thanks for being here to listen to this episode with Maria about baby brain. Check out Maria's Getting Ready to Breastfeed webinar that's coming up on September the 20th. And if you are in your immediate postpartum, I want to wish you a time filled of baby brain and oxytocin. If you are listening to this episode while you are still pregnant, feel free and welcome to use the time you have now to plan how you might be able to support your baby brain for the postpartum time. You can ask yourself questions like, how can you add oxytocin to your life after birth? What kind of help will you need to have in order to enjoy a prolonged period of rest, recovery, and connecting time with your baby. Well, that's it for now, and I look forward to having you here again next week. Thank you for tuning in to the Birthing in Finland podcast. To get the show notes for this episode, go to doulacollective.fi forward slash birthing in Finland. If you enjoyed the episode, go ahead and share this with someone who you think needs to hear it. A friend, a colleague, a neighbor. Help us get the word out so that more families can start enjoying these conversations. See you next time when I introduce you to another amazing person supporting families just like yours.